Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. There seems to be a major push in the culture today to self-identify what I perceive, my opinions, my thoughts, the way that I dress, the way that I act, that's the most important thing. I need to do things that make me feel good. I need to go places, associate with people who benefit my life. We rate worship services even by how much we enjoyed it. We evaluate the church by how comfortable we are in it. We judge the value of relationships by what we get out of it. Is it good for me? Am I enjoying it? Is it benefiting me? Are they in it? Are they helping me? Like, uh, I don't know. Is this worth it? Because am I getting something out of it? We often ask that question, is it worth it? But the, the standard by which we ask it is not, is it worth it? Am I helping them? Am I able to sow into them? But it's, is it worth it for me? Is it worth my effort to love them? Is it worth my effort to show kindness? Is it worth my time to talk to them? Even better, is it worth my time to listen? Because after all, I am the most important thing in my world. And so we rate our world on us. It's almost as if we think this world is about us. My friend Sarah Payne has graciously shared something, a thought, that although unpopular, I think it is a challenge that we need. So listen. It isn't about you. It just isn't. Your worship, it isn't about how you feel, but who God is at all times. Worthy at any moment, good, holy. Your spiritual gifts aren't for you. They are for the service of others. Your gifts are for the encouragement of others to make God known. Your marriage isn't about you, but how you can shine a light for your spouse, encourage them, serve them. Your marriage should be an example of Christ in the church. How can your marriage point others to Christ? Your children aren't about you, but how you can raise kingdom kids who will shake the earth for God someday. Your children were a gift, little disciples in your home for you to raise up. Your business isn't about you, but the people you serve and the people you lead. Love them well, steward them well. Whether you lead a team, whether you lead two employees or 15,000 employees, it isn't about you. Your life isn't about you, but how can it be used in service to God, fully surrendered to what His will is for you? We are so self-centered. It's all about me, me, me. How can worship make me feel good today? How can I show off my gifts today? My spouse better make me happy today. My kids better act right today and not embarrass me. My business better grow today. My team, my employees, they better do what I want them to do to get me where I want to be. What can I buy to make me happy today? I better get some alone time today to scroll social. I need to escape into the mindless TikTok realm. Friend, it isn't about you. Every single thing you do or think should only be to bring glory to the one who gave it all to you. 
Jesus, our most selfless Savior, our perfect example, with all the right to make it about Him, He said, Why do you call me good? Only God is good. Even to the cross, it wasn't about Him. It was about you, and it was about me, and it was about bringing glory to the Father who had sent Him. Even in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John, anointed with gifts that Jesus left them with, filled with the Holy Spirit at this point, they said, It isn't about me. Silver and gold have I none, but what I can give you is far more than that because it isn't about me. It's about Jesus. God, it isn't about me. It's all about you. I worship you because you are good, not because I feel good in the moment. You have kept me. You provide. You are my all. Every good gift comes from you. May I steward well the gifts you give, whether it be knowledge, leadership, miracles, prophecy, whatever you choose to bless me with, let it be helpful to your people and to make you known. God, it isn't my husband's job to make me happy. My marriage isn't about me. How can I show my husband your love? Help me to direct his heart toward you. The same with my children. Let them see you in me. May I raise them to be sold out to you only. They are a gift from you. In my business, in my job, may I make you known. Send people whom I can serve. My life is yours, not mine. You tell us that anyone who tries to hold on to their life will lose it. It's all yours, God. It's yours to use to encourage others, to draw them to you. Empty me of me so you can fill me to, the, to running over with you. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And that's found in 1 Corinthians 10.31. God wants to break down the self-serving attitudes. And only when you break out of it will you see things begin to prosper. Magnify God more and self less. It gets you, doesn't it? We need that reminder sometimes that this life is, is just for a moment and it's not about us at all. And even though that's so against culture, that's so not the norm, it's not the popular, it's not the self-indulging, self-esteeming, self-pumping thing that we're used to hearing, but it's the truth that this is not about us. In James chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. In Isaiah 46 through 8, it says, A voice says, Call out. Then he answered, What shall I call out? All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, and the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our Lord stands forever. <laughs> these are reminders, these not even subtle reminders, that we are not going to last forever. And the things that we do are just temporary. Our lives that we live are just temporary. So what in this temporary state can we do to make an eternal impact? We're not going to be here forever. So what? 
What is it? What is it that we can do? Job 8 verse 9, literally the cliche that we say, well, were you born yesterday? It's literally in the Bible that we were born yesterday and know absolutely nothing when compared to God. It's not about us and what we know and what we can do and what we can accomplish because in ourselves, we are like grass and tomorrow it's going to be gone. We have nothing to offer in ourselves. So what in this temporary place do we do? In Colossians verse four, chapter four, verse five, it says, conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of ever opportunity. When we encounter anyone who doesn't know Christ, make the most of ever opportunity because it's about the kingdom. It's about eternity. And that far outweighs anything that we experience in this life. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 and 16 says, therefore, be careful how you walk. People are watching. Someone is observing your decisions and your life and they're seeing, is it about you or is it about God? Who am I making known? Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. There's a place in the Gospels that says we we work because the night is coming when no man can work. Our time is short, it's limited, and instead of wasting it on us, instead of wasting our time on this is all about me, what can I get out of the day, what can I get out of the relationship, what can I get out of the church, we need to change our focus. We need to break away from this cultural standard that says I can make this all about me and feel okay about it. No, how can I make it all about Jesus? How can I turn attention? How can I turn focus to him and proclaim him and make him known? Like Sarah said, even my business, my job, my relationships, every interaction, how I dress, how I speak, how I live my life, the decisions that I make should be for one purpose, to make Christ known. Because he is the eternal one. He is the one with the eternal hope, eternal life. Everything that matters is attached to him. I have nothing to offer. Like John and Peter at the temple. I don't have anything of value, of eternal significance. So why am I making this about me when it should be about Christ? In Luke chapter 9, verse 23 Jesus was saying, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That's that's how we live for Christ is denying ourselves, denying what we want, what we think is important, the temporary earthly things. Instead of wasting our time asking, why did this happen to me or what 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 did I do to deserve this? This is just temporary. Even on my worst day, it's just temporary and it's nothing to be compared to the glory that awaits us in heaven and why are we focused on ourselves when we can be sharing the hope of the eternal Christ with every person that we come in contact with because if they don't know him they don't have hope beyond this life and if you think about that for just a moment no hope beyond this life that should spur us into action to serve others, to turn our attention away from ourselves and our own comfort and to serve others. The last verse I'm going to leave you with today is Psalm 90 verse 12. So teach us to number our days 
that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Help us to remember it's not about us. Every moment that I'm alive, every moment that I'm breathing your breath, I must make you known. 